Welcome to CIAC's Glory Days podcast. This podcast gives an in-depth look into the inner workings of the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference and the purpose behind high school sports. Through interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and other guests, the CIC immerses you into the glory days of high school sports. So now, it's time to enjoy the next episode of the Glory Days podcast. We're pleased to have Kevin Fredericks, the head football coach of Maloney High School, join us uh, at this time, talk a little bit about how our coaches prepare our kids for their seasons, what are really uh, the key aspects of building that culture and climate uh, within a program, and again, answering that big question, what is really the purpose of high school sports. Uh, Maloney High School, Kevin, here in Connecticut, a little over 1,200 kids enrolled in this school, very diverse population. Uh, You you have the distinction of the Secretary of Education, uh, this being his hometown, uh, Secretary Cardona. So, you know, a lot of of history in academics here, a lot of history in in sports as well. So, Kevin, thank you for joining us at this time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate this. This is uh, this is great that you're doing this for uh, high school sports. Hopefully, um, you know, we reach some people, other coaches that, uh, you know, follow some of the stuff that we're doing that I think makes Maloney successful. So let's talk about that a little bit. We're just off in the start of the fall season. You've been going since mid-August with your kids. You're off to a 2-0 and start. You have a big game coming up tonight, uh, in-house rival uh, Greenwich coming down to, uh, to face you. You've had such a great program. Last two seasons, state championship appearances, state title uh, to your name, great record in conference. As you start this season, you started in August and started preparing for this, what are your conversations? Are they about state championships? Are they about culture? How do you prepare for a season? Well, I think it doesn't start in August. You know, it starts the minute the season ends as far as getting ready for the next season, meaning, um, you know, academics is first and foremost. You know, I, I'm a true believer if you have kids that are, you know, you know good students in the classroom, um, they have good school behavior and they respect their teachers and their model citizens in the hallway, um, I think that's when you really start to see success. So we really try to focus on that aspect of it, um, you know, all season long. You know, I've been coaching for 10 years. Um, this is a 365-day-year job for me, um, and, and that's the biggest piece of it, you know. Uh, so we prepare them in the classroom. Hopefully that translates, like I said, onto the field. The other big piece is, is uh, the weight room, you know, the off-season conditioning and the weight training. Um, not only does that help them in, in football, but it, it, it helps them across all sports that they play. Um, so I think that contributes to, to the success. You know, you're building their minds, their bodies, um, their character. And I think that all relates to our, our success here at Maloney High School. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and we're actually here in the Maloney weight room where it seems like a lot of this team building uh, to takes place. And tell us a little bit about building that relationship player to player and player to coach. How does uh, sports, you know, education-based athletics, where does this, you know, really help foster those meaningful relationships? Yeah, I mean, I say this, you know, some people all the time is that my favorite part of the season is the off-season, you know, it's not the games, it's not the, you know, the in-season part. Um, I like fostering those relationships with kids in the off-season. We run a 6 a.m. weightlifting session um, in the mornings, um, four days a week, um, in-season athletes, if you're playing a, a sport, you, you know, we encourage them to come at six in the morning unless it's on a game day. Um, so, you know, when you see kids that early in the morning is, you know, you, I'm, I'm personable with the kids. And, and not only you're talking about the weight room or, or their sport, 
but you're diving into their academics. Hey, how's this class going? Um, what do you think of this teacher? Uh, what are you learning here? You know, I have access to all their power school information. Um, we have an, um, an academic coach that's also here, so we work together with that stuff. But I think when you start developing those relationships and having those conversations um, about school, um, it leads into other discussions as well. You know, home life, you know, what did you have to eat? You know, uh, what time are you going to sleep? And, you know, and I think once you tie everything like that together, um, you know, good things are going to happen for the, for, for the student athlete. And, uh, you know, and we've done a good job of that, I, I think, you know, in the offseason. I think the other coaches in the building appreciate the, the, the weight room and, and doing that stuff in the morning. Um, it makes them more disciplined and committed to something. So, uh, you know, they're tested mentally. You know, what, waking up at six in the morning is not an easy thing to do. You know, then you have to go to school and then maybe sometimes go play a sport. So, you know, we're building tough minded individuals um, and then we're seeing the results pay off on, on the fields for sure. How many kids are in your program, Matt? Um, I think we have 106 total from um, seniors all the way to freshmen. That's the largest freshman class that we've had. I think we have 36 kids in the team right now, um, which is great. You know, we can try to encourage as many kids as possible to come out and play. Um, you know, for myself, you know, I, I look back in my career and um, I didn't play football until I was a freshman in high school. And, and I'm lucky I did because it, it changed my whole life. You know, I, I ended up playing four years in college at Marist College and um, football led me down the road of special education. And, uh, you know, I, I majored in psych special ed at Marist, met some tremendous people at, when I was at Marist. I worked for a school called Anderson School for the Autistic. And uh, right when I, right before graduation in the springtime, I got hired in Rocky Hill at Stevens Elementary School. Um, so I was 21 years old when I started. And, you know, without football, um, I don't know if I would have went down that path, you know, and now my wife and I own a not-for-profit organization called Social Savvy, which we'd get our football players involved in as peer mentors, but we work with kids in the autism spectrum to develop social skills, communication skills, daily living skills. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, if, you know, football, you know, and I said this to the team yesterday, we had some discussions about um, other things that, you know, we had, we're playing Greenwich tonight and the five things that I spoke about had nothing to do with the game because football teaches you other parts about life, you know, and uh, and I, I'm a firm believer of that. And that's why I think it's the greatest game, you know, on earth, because it teaches you so many lessons that aren't relevant to the actual playing of the game, you know. So uh, that makes it meaningful. And I'm hoping that by teaching those lessons and talking about other things that don't relate to football, I hope that they could carry that with them in their, their everyday lives and then just be better individuals as they get older, you know, better husbands, um, better fathers, you know, uh, better people in the society, um, being able to work well with, uh, you know, their bosses in, in, in that environment. And, and that's what we're trying to do. And, and obviously our winning has, has followed that, but I, I, you, you don't win without those other things, you know? So I, I'm, like I said, I'm a firm believer that if you have all those things lined up, then the winning will follow. You know, when you, when you enter the profession of education, you're, you're taking on a responsibility and a role to be a mentor. Our, our teachers, our administrators, uh, our, our mentors. And I, I don't think there's a more enduring term that we can refer to our, uh, uh, to our mentors as than a coach, right? Those are the people that not only teach us a skill, but stay with us, help us adapt, help us get through adversity. And it, it sounds like in all the things you go in your, your nonprofit as well, that your focus primarily is not the skill of running a ball, throwing a pass in a defensive formation, but uh, in mentoring your student athletes to become mentors themselves. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the most important piece as a coach. You know, you're, 
you, you know, you, you obviously want to set out to win, you know, and, and the ultimate goal is always to win the state championship. But you're here to build young men and, and some young women, too. You know, we have two two uh, girls that are that are on the team right now and uh, we enjoy having them on on things. So, you know, now you add that piece of it, too. Um, I have two daughters at home and, uh, you know, they, you add that element to things, too, as far as, you know, how to treat, you know, women, you know, and, and how to, uh, you know, how to socialize and and and, and respectfully, you know, I think that's so important. And, and especially in today's world, you know, I, I think, you know, respect is uh, something that is, you know, not prevalent a lot. And, and so we're really, you know, trying to teach the kids of, you know, how to be respectful to one another, um, to females, to adults. And yeah, I think that all goes, it all goes hand in hand. But like you said, my, you know, being a coach it involves a lot of different hats you wear, you know, um, we have a lot of kids in the team that might be going through some emotional stuff, you know, and how to treat them and how to act and, you know, how I talk to my coaches and kind of give them, you know, hey, here's what happened during the school day today or here's what happened at home today. You know, he's going to need someone else to go talk to him at the end of practice or during practice. And, you know, my coaches are great. You know, I always say I get the best assistant coaches in the world and, and uh, you know, I have 12 great coaches who, you know, who come to practice not only to coach football, um, but to try to impact the kids' life and, and, and uh, you know, try to be there for them on the emotional side, too. And, and every kid is different, you know. How every kid, you know, learns is, is different. Um, we might treat one kid one way, and we might treat another kid one way, depending on that circumstance. Um, I think it's our job to figure that part out about it. You know, not every kid should be treated, you know, the same in that term. Um, other kids need, you know, more emotional support, uh, depending on what their home life's like, the day they had at school, um, you know, so yeah, I think we do a good job with that piece of it. And, uh, that's the be- that, like I said before, you know, that's my, my favorite part. You know, I, I love to try to connect with kids and build relationships with kids. Um, we have 21 kids currently right now who, who are playing college football. Um, and we, I tried my best, you know, I told you I have one two year old at my house and I have a great supportive wife, but I try to text or call those kids when we post about them on social media. Um, you know, but I think that's the most, that's a huge piece of it. You know, I want to, I want to have that relationship with them even after they leave, they leave high school and, and uh, look forward to down the road, you know, going to see them play games and, and establishing more relationships with those guys as they, they, they grow into, in, into adults. Yeah. You know, one of our big education challenges here in Connecticut is chronic absenteeism, particularly in some of our urban and, and suburban districts coming back from COVID you know, re- re-engaging kids. Sounds like you have kids engaged from six o'clock in the morning, uh, you know, working through even so, you know, to, to after school. Uh, you also have a program where you, you look at these academics, right? And, and you uh, have a measure team GPA and it's another motivator for kids. So tell us a little bit about where's your team GPA now and, and where do you see all this work that you're doing help kids understand what their intrinsic motivators are? Well, I'm going to just take a quick step back. Like I, I, you know, I think this is an important piece to mention too. Is that, you know, as a coach, you know, I, I'm a firm believer, and I learned this early on in my in the education world, is you have to create a good, positive homeschool relationship. You know, and uh, so I'm contacting parents all the time. You know, if there's a kid who's struggling in the classroom. Um, you know, if I, I see, you know, great potential in a kid and he's not living up to it, you know, first I'll conference the kid and tell him how I feel. Um, and, but I'm always going to loop the parent into it too. And I want them to understand, you know, what our expectations are. I want them to buy into what we're doing. Um, you know, once you get the parent involved with, with things too, um, I, I think that obviously, you know, is very valuable and it helps a lot. Um, so I think we do a good job with that too. Um, 
just getting everyone involved and, and being on the same page. You know, when uh, when the kid knows, hey, mom, dad know this, and coach knows this, they know we're both on the same page. I think that's when you start seeing some more results too. So we do a good job with that. We, you know, during my free periods in school, um, before school starts, we might meet with parents, um, with my academic coach, um, to hey, here's this kid's CUM GPA. Um, you know, he, he, he needs this to get into this type of school athletically. He's, you know, he could play here, but he needs to pick it up a little bit in the classroom. I think those are the good conversations you need to have. Um, as far as our team GPA goes, I think last year we ended with close to a 3-4 cumulative GPA, an average of, of all the GPAs put together. Uh, this year we're off to a really good start. I think we're close to like a 3-6. Um, obviously, it's early on in the year. And, you know, we got to maintain that and, and keep working hard in the classroom to do that. Um, but my expectation is, I say, you know, we have these team dinners um, where we invite families to come to um, the night before a game, which is one of my favorite nights. Um, I say to the kids in front of the parents, my expectation is for you to have straight A's, you know, and uh, some kids might look at me sideways a little bit and be like, wow, that might be hard to do. But, you know, if you put your phone away in the classroom, you stay on top of your work every day, um, you know, you listening really well in the classroom, that's, you know, attainable, you know, and I, I'm a firm believer of that. I think that every kid should, should be able to get straight A's. If you're struggling with something, we want to make sure the kid's advocating for themselves and going back after school. You know, if you're going to be a little late to practice, you know, um, you know, you bring a pass. But usually after school, we give a time for study hall. We'll be in the weight room, watch film. But if there's a kid who's struggling in the classroom, he'll miss the weight room. He'll miss the film sessions. He'll get his academics right first before he come do the other stuff. Um, and I think the other piece of it, too, is, uh, you know, we're fortunate to have some really good leaders in the team. You know, mm-hmm. we have the Dante Kellys, the Zakai Moores, the Brendan Borax, who are close to that 4.0. OK, so now you've got the three best players, you know, on your team, the Donald Highsmiths, you know, who are around those, you know, 4.0 mark. The younger kids see that, you know, and now all of a sudden that becomes the cool thing to do. Not only are you just, are you a beast on the, on the field, but now you're a beast in the classroom, you know. And now, you know, the conversations, you know, in the hallways and even in the locker room, I hear either, hey, what'd you get in this math grade? Or, or hey, did you study for this test? Or, um, hey, did you complete that homework assignment? Hey, I wrote three paragraphs on that, on that essay that we, that we had to do. So now the conversation in the locker room is, is different, you know. And now my younger kids are hearing that. The freshmen are hearing that. And that starts to become the, the new trend, you know. And, uh, and that's what we want. You know, we want the academics to be the, the first, you know, the most important thing that you could do here. And like I said, once you could take care of that, the behavior will, will fall into place and then you start to win championships and, and be successful. Yeah. Early in the season, but we know, right, starting off uh, well at the beginning sets you up for success as you go forward. If you have that stumbling block, it's easier to get it back, right? If you start off poorly, academics, sport wise, it's always much harder to dig out of that hole. So that congratulations on getting Thank off you. to a great start. Um, want our listeners to hear as well about this outstanding program that you have here. You've you've done something with your kids where, you know, on game day throughout high schools across the country, we see kids wearing their game jerseys. But here at Maloney, your kids have a special meaning to this where they present teachers or, or staff members, somebody who's had a positive impact on their life with the jersey tell us about that program and what it means to the staff here and what it means to those kids to be able to recognize those individuals so you know when i was thinking about doing something more for you know for teachers and showing more respect i you know we came across this idea where um a kid would give his his jersey away you know so if we were playing in a home game we would have the you know the opposite jersey um, the away jersey in that case um, to give to a teacher that means something to them. You know, some uh, teacher who has connected with them um, maybe across their four years, it's usually a senior, um, someone who's special enough that 
um, you know, they go above and beyond kind of their duties. And, and, and the, giving the jersey to a teacher is a sign of respect and, and, and to say thank you to, to them for being there for you. Um, and again, you know, we have uh, the kids will go into the classroom. Um, they might interrupt a lesson, you know, and uh, the other kids in the classroom are, are seeing that, you know, and, and, and understanding like, wow, like here's the star of the football team showing love to our teacher. You know, maybe we should respect her a little bit more and listen to her, what she says, because she's obviously a really good teacher if he's given her her jersey, you know, so or him his jersey. So I, I think that's uh, something that we've done here. This will be the third year we've done it. Um, it's gone really, really well. Teachers have gave me really positive feedback. At, um, I don't think teachers get enough credit for their hard work that they do. So um, they're, they're very appreciative of that. And uh, um, my kids enjoy, you know, doing that and giving away their jersey and saying, hey, I want to give it to this teacher. Don't give it to this teacher. That's my teacher I'm going to give it to, you know. So that's the conversation that's being that's happening. And, yeah, we love to do that. Um, yeah, we started it. And today we'll do another jersey today. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to doing that. Outstanding. Such a great program. Let's talk a little bit X's and O's of of football. So, you know, high school football. Take me through, uh, you have Greenwich coming up tonight. Take me through the past week. What does preparing for a a high school football game look like from, you know, the the end of your last game to now game day today? Well, we we played in the Thursday night this past week against Newington. So we had an extra day to prepare. They did too. Um, you know, first things first, we want to get the bodies back, you know, after a, uh, after a game, um, pool, yoga, um, stretching, you know, a lot of film work. You know, we always watch the previous game from the day, you know, the game before. So we watched the Newington game on Friday, um, did the swimming stuff, the yoga. We train in the weight room, um, get our bodies back a little bit. The next day we come back in on Saturday. Now it's turns to Greenwich focus. You know, we watched the film. Um, you know, we had some films from last year that we watched. Obviously, we get the two games that they exchanged with us this year. So then it becomes the film breakdown. I think, uh, you know, the kids are really good at getting on the huddle and watching it on themselves, you know, by themselves. The next two days are, are our coaches. You know, our coaches, uh, we get together. You know, a lot of stuff's done individually. And then we talk or meet. You know, it's nice to have, you know, Zoom and Google Me and phones now and text messaging and emails and, you know, we break down the film very detailed as far as what they do offensively and defensively. Um, and then we, you know, give them Sunday off. We come back Monday and we, we drop the game plan. You know, uh, some of the stuff we've already, you know, we knew we were playing them week three. So some of that stuff was done in the summertime and how we wanted to attack them and, and to do. Um, so yeah, the preparation key, you know, is, is important. You know, making sure we're buttoned up with our formations, any wrinkles that we're going to add. Um, I think that's always fun and important. Like that's, that's a really good part of it, you know, is to be creative and, and, uh, make it fun for the kids. You know, we run an offense that's, uh, a college based offense. You know, we want it to be 50 50 past the run. Um, we do a lot of motioning. Um, you know, it's up tempo style. You know, it's, uh, it's fun. You know, we throw it, we pass it, we, you know, um, we run it, you know, we do a lot of RPO stuff. So, you know, um, a lot of the kids will go on to college and come back and say, hey, we run the same style that we ran at Maloney. And that's what we want to do. We want to prepare them for the next level. And uh, so that's always fun to, to prepare that stuff for the next week. And then it starts in practice for the kids on Monday. You got to have a really good day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, the harder we practice, um, the easier it's going to be on Friday night, you know. So we want to execute our game plan. Um, be tightened up with our special team stuff and make sure we uh, gain an advantage in the special teams area. Uh, I thought we've been doing a really good job in that area. Coach Lynch is uh, our special teams coordinator, does a tremendous job preparing us and getting us ready for that. Um, yeah, so it's all about that. You know, it's all about hard work. You know, we, we've got to go out there and, and treat each practice like a game. 
um, you know, and, and, and take it with that mindset. And, and at the end of the day, you know, we put, this is a big game, but we're not, you know, we've played in a lot of big games here, you know, in the past five, six years. And, uh, this is one of them, you know, and it won't be the last. And, and there's hopefully going to be 10 other games after this. So, you know, I told the team, you know, I, you know, we win great. We still got to come back the next day and prepare for the next week. You know, if we lose, we got to pick ourselves up and figure it out and, and move forward, you know, and, and we got to handle it the same way, you know, so. It's a big game for us. They're in the class double L. We're in the class L. We probably won't see them obviously again. Um, it will, it will move us down either way in the state rankings as far as like class L. Probably not. Um, so yeah, we're just going to enjoy the moment and, and, you know, we're excited obviously playing a big team like Greenwich. They won the class double L, you know, last year. Um, we haven't played them. Um, I like the idea of the alliance games. It gives you some, some, someone different that you could play. Um, last year we went down to Darien in a hostile environment and we won that game, which was awesome to be a part of. Um, and we're going to have that same mindset going into tonight's game. Fantastic. Could you mention you, you played collegiately at Marist College? What position did you play? I was a punt returner, kick returner, wide receiver. Awesome. So the end of this year rolls around. Again, two great seasons that, that you're building off of. Mm-hmm. A successful year for Maloney football means what? The GPA has got to be up there, you know, for, first and foremost, you know, and then to win the state championship. You know, we were, uh, we've, we came up short last year, still have a bitter taste in our mouth about that. We won the first ever championship in, in Meriden history, football history, um, which we're very proud of. That's something that can never be taken away, you know, and, uh, we worked really hard over the course of the last 10 years to, to get to that point. And, uh, our expectation here is to win championships and anything less is going to be a disappointment. And same with last year, you know, people would say, you know, well, you made it again to the state championship. Yeah, but we lost, you know, and, and, and we lost by three points and, and, uh, we wanted to win that game. We didn't. Um, so yeah, we're looking to get back there again. That's our expectation. I, I think we will. I think we should. Um, and I think we could win it, you know, if, if we keep doing the right things, if we keep, you know, being good citizens in the classroom, in the hallways, keeping our grades up, staying out of trouble, um, stay injury free. Obviously, I think all those pieces will help us uh, to go back to the state championship and, and, and win it. Coach, we live in a world today where you know everybody's part of social media, right? But we have these challenges uh, at high school games, college games, where the concept of sportsmanship, of showing respect to each other, uh, is something that that needs to be addressed. So you're in the unique position of working with kids when they're forming their ideas of of how they treat others how they respect others at the same time they have access unlimited access uh to to the world of of social media what kind of impact can you have and and how do you work with kids to understand concepts like empathy respect and and building uh kids to be good contributing members of society yeah i mean i think that's like you know such a a, a hidden piece um, and something that we really try to bring to light at Maloney here. Um, so I, I'm a special education teacher here. I work with kids who have various, you know, uh, disabilities. Um, so <clears throat> my classroom is very accessible to, to kids. So throughout the day or lunchtime, I have a lot of my players that will come in and out of my classroom and, and um, they'll come in and say hello to some of my students, high fives when they see student, my students in the hallways. Um, they're being kind to them, you know. Um, we've had two individuals who've been our managers 
man, I think it's going on year eight or nine now. Um, they're no longer students at Maloney, the two of them, but they go to a program in Meriden called the CCC program. The kids have been with us since they were freshmen and they still come back and help out and be, and be managers. And I think it's an important piece for my kids, my football team to understand that, um, they're lucky, you know, when they wake up in the morning, they don't have some of the challenges that, other kids face, um, talking more specifically about my students with disabilities and, uh, you know, to have them go out of their way and be kind to them, um, it makes their day, you know, it makes those kids days and, and we embrace them on our sideline. Um, they get fired up and we're scoring touchdowns and we watch them on our, you know, we play back the game the next day. We see them on the sideline running up and down the field and it brings them excitement. It brings them joy. Um, so I think it's so important for them to understand, you know, we want to treat each other how you want to be treated and to understand that not everyone's this, you know, not everyone's created and born equally. Um, and that doesn't mean you can't friend them. Um, that doesn't mean that you can't treat them kindly. Um, when you see them in the hallway, you know, I always say high fives and handshakes or just the hello. I think that goes a really long ways um, just to make someone happy. You know, life's so short that, um, you know, you, sh- you should be kind to more people. And, and unfortunately, in our world today with the social media and, and, you know, it's not always that case. You know, so our responsibility as the football program and being the leaders in the school, we need to set that example, you know, for 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 the rest of the student body. You know, when you see, you know, our star player coming down the hallway and put his arm around the kid in, in my class and a kid who's maybe struggles, you know, um, you know, socially, uh, I think other students seeing that is uh, is the direction where we want to go and for them to understand that, you know, we're going to treat everyone the same, no matter who you are, no matter what your disability is, everyone deserves the same amount of respect. And uh, and I'm a big advocate in, in, in trying to do that every day. More life lessons that that kids are being taught sounds like, you know, Teaching your kids to be their personal best means helping your teammates and your classmates and your peers be their personal best each day as well. Definitely. Uh, what, what a great lesson. Coach Frederick, again, just the epitome of what we want to see in a coach, uh, an educator, a mentor for our kids. You're building champions on and off the field. Appreciate your time here today, and we wish you the best Thank of luck you. tonight. Appreciate Thank you, Coach. It. Thank Appreciate you. It.